Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're discussing 1993's Cliffhanger, directed by Rennie Harlan and starring Sylvester Stallone. But before we do that, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? I watched Perdita Durango. Uh, what is that? It's a uh, is that Rosie Perez? Yes. Okay. Yes, Rosie Perez and Javier Bardem. Yes. It's a it's a wild movie from 1997 that mm-hmm. somehow I couldn't believe it, but I'd never heard of it. Okay. Um, and it was on Canopy, and I watched it, and it was just really enjoyable because it was uh, it's a it's an excellent like 90s action movie uh, that was yeah it was thrilling a thrilling ride. And those are two great actors. Yeah, you, definitely. you said it. Um, yeah, I did hear about this. Like, as soon as I asked you what this was, it, like, clicked. Okay. I was like, I've heard about this movie. It's, <laughs> it's definitely, like, a hidden gem type movie. Yeah, yeah. So, you recommend that one, Oh, I'm totally, sure. yeah. Perdita Durango is, is a really fun time. Okay, sweet. I watched Belfast, which came out, uh, like, last year, 2021 oh, yeah. or something. Right. Kenneth Branagh's semi-autobiographical movie. Yep. It's about a boy growing up in... Um, like 1969 Ireland with the troubles happening and sure. stuff. Uh, and anytime I think of a movie with the troubles, I think of this ain't going to be a good fun time. No, I know. Um, <laughs> but this was. It's to- it's from the boy's point of view, and it's about him just trying to grow up, uh, like a coming of age thing. Like yes, he's dealing with like a girl he likes, and then his cousin trying to get him involved in shit he doesn't want to, and like. <laughs> discussing why do we have to go to church and all this stuff i wish we could be catholic then we can just not go and then ask for forgiveness all, <laughs> right. it, it's got all this really funny stuff and like just this kid point of view stuff that's great um it, it was a great movie it's really good the one thing i didn't love is like it's soundtrack is basically only van morrison oh wow okay i like van morrison yeah but i just felt it didn't feel entirely right for okay the movie but it didn't. It wasn't like a big issue. It was just one little thing. I was like, ah, okay, maybe they can. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's but, fair. But yeah, it's still awesome. A good, great movie. Yeah, and I mean, like, I guess, I guess anything, any story that's about the troubles or in Ireland or any troubles around the world, yeah. pe- people still have to, you know, grow up. People still have to like have normal yeah. lives at somehow. And so there's all those stories that that are going untold because all we're focusing on is you know right. War and yeah. terrible stuff. Yep, and it does have its great drama in it and stuff too. But I yeah. mean, it's all from this boy's POV and really well done. Right. All right, so let's talk about Cliffhanger, Dave. Yeah. Why don't you give everyone a synopsis? Okay, the synopsis of Cliffhanger. So um, after some clever subterfuge, a uh, a mountain rescue team are taken prisoner by a gang of super criminals, and one of the climbers breaks away. And begins foiling the gang's activities, and all of this takes place on some really dangerous cliffs. So let's yes. dive in. Yeah, there's a lot of hanging off cliffs in Cliffhanger. Um, so great title, I guess. Yeah, it, it, it's apt. It fits, I guess. <laughs> um, if you don't know this movie, I'm I would be shocked if people don't know this movie. But I know this came out in like '93, so there's a whole generation of people who were born after this came out. Right. This movie was a huge deal when it came out, right? Yeah. It was like peak Stallone um, action hero time, like the early '90s is when he crested, when he hit his summit. Dave, how about that? Nice, nice. It was a high point. Nicely done. I got puns for days here. You you use Apex next. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) But. But um, yeah, this was a huge cultural phenomenon when it came out, especially this opening sequence where um, <laughs> God Michael Rooker brings his girlfriend. Rooker's in this movie, everybody, and he's awesome. <laughs> um, the movie starts with them rescuing Michael Rooker and his girlfriend who were climbing some tower cliff thing. And they're kind of trapped at the top because he broke his knee or something when he got to the top, <laughs> which makes no sense. I mean, how did... <laughs> How did he get this a torn ACL at the top of a mountain? I mean, he it must have happened on the way up. It on had the, to have. I mean, what? anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of crap in this movie. We'll probably oh my get into. God, it, it's 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 it, a crap. Start, it's a crap fest. Legitimately, it, I mean, like like every scene. Like I don't think there's a scene in this movie that doesn't expect you to take a real, you know, to really suspend your disbelief. Not many. I mean, like even even just regular. 
Well, there, there's a couple of quiet dialogue scenes, and that's about it. The rest of it is... Yeah, no. and they're all stupid, too. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. They're not that great. No. Like, it's not Shakespeare here. Oh, of course not. This is... This is, like Dave described it, we're on a mountain, we're killing people, <laughs> we're cracking jokes, and we're climbing cliffs. You know, I... <laughs> So I, I, I want to say one thing, though, before uh-huh. we even get started into this opening terrifying sequence. Uh-huh. Um, I, I will say that, that I I think this is a really well-directed action movie. Um, I and agree. the aerial work is, of course, second to none. I mean, the stunts involved, I mean, like, they're, they're, it's pretty amazing stuff. Yeah, it's real stuff. Right. Like, um, we can get into it in a bit when we do talk about different scenes, but yeah. like, yeah, the stunt work is awesome. I mean, yeah. Um, they're really on mountains. I mean, they're, I'm sure not all of it is on real mountains, but I mean, you can see in the footage, this is not fake right. most of the time. Whenever, whenever they whenever they pull back and you see someone scaling a, a rock wall like that, that's really happening. I mm-hmm. mean, you can tell the stuff that's in a soundstage and the stuff that's real. And, yeah. and it, it just, I was... I, I think I felt the same way you did as far as like, you know, having to, you know, pretend that, that, that what I just saw could ever possibly happen. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I, I will give it some credit of, of just being like also, I mean, a really well-made movie technically. Yeah, it is. Although it falls into a billion tropes of the genre. So, yes, which is fine because that's what that's, you want. From and that's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what you're expecting. Um, so let's get into the opening scene. Um, I guess Rooker's at the top of this cliff with his girlfriend in the middle of, like it's just like a tower in the it, middle. They of They call it range. a tower. It's right. not even connected to like the mountains. Yeah, it's just a big rock spike they climbed. It's um, about fifteen thousand feet in the air. Yeah. So um, there's a helicopter coming in with uh, Janine Turner and wh- whoever plays Frank. It's um, Ralph Waite. Yeah, Ralph Waite as Frank. They're in the helicopter coming to rescue him, but um, Stallone who plays Gabe is also climbing, like, free solo up to rescue them. And he's beating the helicopter. Why is he there? Yeah, yeah I mean, like, his... <laughs> how did he get up here so fast? He's such an expert climber that he can scale this wall, like, faster than a helicopter can get that high. Yeah, and they ask him what he's doing. He's like, I'm just hanging out. Oh. And, you know, hanging from a cliff. Mission Impossible 2 style. <laughs> or is that 3? I don't it's know. Two. It's 2. Okay. It's MI2. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, they go go to rescue him. They're all, they're all friends, you know, because Hal, who is Rooker, he he's a mountain rescue guy too. So yeah. he's doing this for fun with his girlfriend or whatever. Right. Um. So they set up a rescue where they're gonna like slide across a wire to a different mountain instead of just dropping a, a ladder to him from the helicopter. They're gonna like rappel to this other mountain. I, I don't know why, but that's what they do. So they have to like, have you ever been like zip lining? They've got a zip line to this other mountain, basically. They're going to use gravity to to yeah, yeah propel themselves forward. Yeah. So um, they have to do this for some reason, and um, <laughs> it's it's got something. They, they they say something about like how the if they can't use a regular like they can't just throw a ladder down there because of the wind at this in this moment. Okay. And because the they're they're they're. At various points throughout the movie, they talk about you know the the weather conditions for the chopper. Yeah, you know? and I I guess I guess that is it's convenient for the movie because that means we're we're seeing thrilling you know mountain climbing. Right. Yeah. But I'm sh- I'm sure it's a real thing. It is in some way. It is a real thing. Yeah. Um. Why not wait a couple hours and rescue? You him? could do I that mean, too. Hal's an expert mountain climber rescue member, and he could just <laughs> chill for an hour and make out with his girlfriend, you... and then pick him up. And the way, the the stakes are so high. Yeah, I mean you you are you are <laughs> gonna fall off a mountain in probably one of the worst deaths you can imagine. Yeah. So what happens in the scene? What's so iconic about it is, uh, Rooker gets across fine, you know, and then his girlfriend tries to go, but her harness breaks and she's dangling there, you know, perilously over this chasm. Yeah. 1,500 feet down, you know? 15,000 feet 15, down. 15,000. That's it's, pretty high. I mean, you, you're <laughs> it, you're <laughs> almost in the clouds. Yeah. So how do you climb 15,000 feet? I have no fucking clue, In dude. like a, an afternoon. I, I don't. And and, and, there, and you have no, you, there's no harness. And, and they, they talked about like, oh, you know, uh, why did he bring Sarah up there? She's not a, she's not a good climber. Well, she's obviously a pretty fucking good climber if she went up across a 15,000 foot Yeah, peak. and they got to the top with 
Michael Rooker having a broken leg. Exactly. It, it, it sounds to me like she's pretty damn good. Right. But anyway, Stallone goes out to rescue her, and everyone else is saying, don't do it. You'll, you're too heavy or something. Like, yeah. Um, the, 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 yeah, because the rope can't handle two yeah, people. Yeah, it can't handle it. two people. And he's like, I'm going for it. And he goes out there and grabs her arm as she's falling and tries to save her. Ugh. And this is the scene, man, where she slips, the glove comes off her hand, Ugh. and you see her plummet. 15,000 feet. Jesus a great, Christ. It's a great... Once their, like, hands, like, come undone, it, it's an amazing, like, slow-mo just drop. Yes. It's a Nakatomi Tower fall, man. Because you see it oh. from... Yeah, you, you, you get the Alan Rickman perspective shot. Yeah. And it looks very real, I'll, I'll say. It looks I, good. I, I thought it was like, holy Christ, you know? Um, and then you see it from, there's a wide angle of like the entire, like, uh, you know, mountain range Yeah, and it's all happening in slow motion. And I mean, you have to live with this woman plummeting to her death for a good 30 seconds. You, you know, yeah. it's, it's forcing you to experience what I, 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 I don't have a weird, I don't have like a. I guess I don't really have a fear of heights because I, I I've gone on roller coasters, mm-hmm. but I do fear falling off of high yeah surfaces. Yeah. And um, I've always thought that if I if that happened to me, if if what happens to Sarah in this movie happened to me, yeah, I have a feeling I'd be dead before I hit the ground. You'd have a heart attack yes. or something. Yes, yes. I, I can't even imagine this. I know. And like what you said, like this is truly a terrifying scene, right? And it's it's actually very exciting there's a reason this scene is so iconic yeah um and it's the first scene it's in an the movie. excellent scene <laughs> it's excellent even with all the grab assing and yes. freaking stupid logical leaps like <laughs> that doesn't matter in a big dumb action movie you just want this cool exciting stuff happening right and it, it does it amazingly well and i i think about the fallout too of like the the the, the post-traumatic stress of of everyone involved yeah. in this rescue. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, Stallone's character, obviously, he he had to watch and, like, look into her eyes as she fell to her yeah. death. And that's, you know, god-awful. Yeah. But then, like, Janine Turner, Ralph Waite, and Michael Rooker watched it happen, too, and um, I don't know how any of them have a normal life after this. And I guess they don't. They right. don't get into it too much, which yeah. I think is a flaw this movie has. They could have definitely went on this a little more. I know. Um, but pretty much now they smash to like a year later. And I guess um, Stallone has left the town because he just can't deal with it. Right. He's uh, not with, doing mountain rescue Without anymore. really saying anything to anybody, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I guess he and Janine Turner are a couple. It seems like it. Right. Um, even though he's kissing Michael Rooker's girlfriend, are they like swingers? Or <laughs> yes. I don't know. Anyway, they, they, they joke about that. Like, like he's yeah. he he makes like comments, and and Michael Rooker's like, okay, dude, she whatever. She kisses him. I mean, and he looks at Michael Rooker and says, "You see that?" Yeah. And Janine Turner standing right next to him, <laughs> and like gives him a little bit of like sarcasm and. He like has some other quip about it. It's like, dude, what what are these people? And then Frank's watching it all, probably getting off on it. I like, know like, he's a dirty. Yeah, he's. Oh my god. Yeah, because I makes mean, a he, painting about it later <laughs> or something. But you're right, dude. It's it, it is it is a highly like, I don't know. Um, yeah, um, you know, but the the atmosphere here is is like overly sexualized. Yeah, for this yeah. moment. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that tower is kind of phallic in nature. So well, but I can't imagine that that's it's symbolism. The, yeah, babe. okay. For maybe maybe for us to, to well, analyze it later, but not does for them. Cliffhanger have symbolism. Oh my god! I would say no. Yeah, no, I I, I don't There's think no yeah. symbolism no. in this movie. Everything is is what what you see is is what it's is quite happening. literal. Yes, yes. There, there is nothing behind <laughs> what's happening here. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, that's the end of that. <laughs> oh my god! So what happens now is he comes back to town to get his stuff. Actually, he wants Janine Turner to leave town with him and go back to, I guess, Denver or wherever the heck he, he left to. I don't know. And and he, I guess, after the accident, like, kind of abandoned her. Yeah. And now he's back to say, come with me. Yeah. And this is one of those, I guess, quiet dialogue scenes right. you mentioned. He comes back and is like, hey, I came back for you, not my stuff. Yeah. Even though he's getting his stuff. Um, and she's like, I can't just leave because you came back after a year without saying anything. That's reasonable. And then go with you. Right. I mean, she is totally right here. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. There, there's because he acted impulsively in yeah. leaving. And the idea that, that he, he would ask her to completely like upend her life is very selfish. Yeah. Especially after a year of not even talking with her. Yes. Yeah. What an ass. I know. Ridiculous. Um, so that's the tension between those two characters, which never gets resolved or anything. They just kind of rescue mountain people from now on um, and fight bad guys, um, which is fine. It's fine. One scene I also love is when he's driving back in his Jeep. Those two stoner guys see him driving. They're like, oh, it's Gabe, dude. Yeah. And they like have a full on conversation while they're both driving separate Jeeps alongside each other. That's bizarre. And they have a like a, a two of the three minute conversation. I think that's the only time I've ever <laughs> seen weird. that in a movie. Like P- I've people seen driving people pull down up the road. and they say stuff to each other, you know, but like they don't have a full blown. No, it's like th- they're at a coffee exa- shop. It, the, the, what you just <laughs> mentioned. Yeah, exactly. I know th- this is. um Yeah, <laughs> I, I've seen people yell things from cars at each other. Yeah, I've never seen someone just walk, pull up and have like an easy back and forth like this. Yeah. So like, uh, how have you been, Gabe? Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, I, I know I'm waiting for it to end because Gabe keeps like looking at them and looking at the road, looking at them, looking at the road. And I'm like, right. OK, at some point, I didn't remember a lot of this movie. So yeah, I was thinking, yeah. that OK, there's going to be a car coming or whatever. And, and it's going to be, yeah, you know, right. another action sequence. No, it is just like you said, <laughs> they're in a coffee shop. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, this could have happened at the gas station. I know. Right? Exactly. I don't know. Anyway, but um, so now we see um, the U.S. Treasury. And they're going to transport $1,000 bills to Hawaii or somewhere. I don't know where they're going. <laughs> they, they mention it. Yeah. It's like China. I, I have no clue what they're doing. They're, they're talking about like these these $1,000 bills that are not currently in circulation that have to be transmitted somehow. Um, I think they're going from Denver to like San Francisco or is that, LA. Okay. It's somewhere in California, I think. And we have a special appearance by Paul Winfield. Yes. I loved it. I I I'm, forgot he was in this. So so did I. I I did too. But I the the on screen credit of special appearance by Paul Winfield. Mm-hmm. I'm always I'm always taken aback by those by those kinds of credits. Uh huh. Um. Th- there's those, and then like and Lewis Gossett Jr. as Carter or something. Yeah, right. You know, like where we're or with. Yes. Blah blah blah. Right. Yeah. Um. I I found out recently that that such things are usually the work of the actor's agent. Yeah. Um. You can like. Because it's you it's don't kind get of top a, billing, but you've d- put your work in, and you're yeah. a recognized face and you know well respected person. Right. They'll right. they'll give you this special credit, and to have special appearance by, I mean that that's 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 pretty big. It is, you know, it is. It's very big, right? So what happens is, um, this guy Travers, um, I guess he has a plan to hijack the plane and steal the money, right? Um. So we find that out in flight. Um, there's a special agent who's hitching a ride, and he sees all this stuff happening. Another plane pulls up real close to the plane we're on, and it looks like a hijacking's about to happen. So this agent who's hitching a ride kind of gets everyone on their feet and like, hey, let's go. They're coming in. Um, and then it's a double cross, basically. Um, Travers is like, hey, no, and he kills everybody. And uh, <laughs> then the, he and the pilot take the money. They zip line it down to the other plane, which is full of the bad guys we've talked about. Oof. These guys are armed to the teeth. Yeah. And um, John Lithgow is their leader. He plays Quaylen. So um, before we go on, yeah, can we talk about John Lithgow for a moment? Sure. So John Lithgow is a is a tremendous actor. Phenomenal actor. Um, you know, a real presence. He is also infamously a ham sometimes. Yes. And in this movie, uh, especially, he's having a great time doing what he's doing, and I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But um, he's making some choices in his performance here that um, are at home in an action movie. <laughs> <laughs> but it wouldn't hold up anywhere else. It, it wouldn't it wouldn't pass yeah. uh, muster in, in any other like uh, genre, probably. No, and it it barely passes in this movie. True, it is so ham. Like you're, <laughs> he is chewing on every yes. little inch of the scenery. Yeah, I know. Um, there's only one moment in the movie where I actually feel like he's villainous, like because he's so over the top and just out right. there. It, it's when he shoots the 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 woman. I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, he's actually pretty evil. He's not yeah. a cartoon. I know. Yo, yeah, actually. I, 
the first time I saw the movie, that really shocked me when when he killed. Um, I guess his girlfriend, Carolyn Goodall's character. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, he because he he had she had been kind of his best man throughout the whole yeah. thing. Like she was his like the most capable of all the mercenaries, and mm-hmm. he just shoots her in cold blood. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. I thought it was Kristen Scott Thomas for the longest time. Oh, you did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But I grew up watching this movie, everybody. I had it on VHS at my grandma's house, and yes. we just watched it every time I was there. So I'm thoroughly familiar with this movie. Ah, uh, yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, he's quite, I guess you could say he's mustache twirling in a way, but I mean, not yes. really, kind oh, of, yeah. No, I, I think he is mustache twirling yeah. for, for sure, and, and like... As I said before, he's he's having the time of his life mm-hmm. doing this stuff, and he, he's obviously there's a lot of joy in what he's doing in his performance. But um, like if if you were if you were expecting, um, I guess a nuanced portrayal of oh, an yeah, international no. terrorist, you're not getting it. No, this is a guy who throws someone out of an airplane because they have to get them to a hospital fast. <laughs> That's literally one of the first things we hear him say in the movie. Like. <laughs> So, like, we were talking about stunts. Yeah. Like, these two airplanes in the sky, they, they drop a line from the, the lead plane down to the, the hijacking plane, and they're going to escape by ziplining to this other plane. They had someone actually do this in the air. Um, uh, it's, it's the most expensive stunt ever recorded on film. Yes. He was given a million dollars, this guy Simon Crane. Stallone gave him a million of his own salary yeah. to do this. Yeah. It's a real thing that, I mean, you, you see this guy zip line from one plane to the other. Like, it's a successful version of that Without, opening sequence. Without uh, a parachute or anything. Like, yeah. It's, it's yeah. not safe at all. So, I guess Travers didn't kill everyone. So, this agent comes and kind of foils their plan. Well, yeah, because the, the agent yeah. who, they, they yeah, he, he, he didn't quite kill the agent who was... Yeah, he's still alive. And he realizes that, that Travers has escaped with the cases full of money. And he... As as the cases are being transferred, because mm-hmm. Travers, the, the the stunt man Simon Crane was impersonating Travers, yeah. you know, going from plane to plane. Yeah. Then they send the the briefcases, and he shoots the briefcases, uh, and yeah. shoots the the hydraulics, yeah, um, to to foil the bad guys as he's dying. Yeah, great plan. Yeah, it's it's kind of a heroic moment. Yeah. So what happens is that plane explodes because they set a bomb. Yeah. And then um. The other plane ends up crashing because I forget what happens because he shoots a, the plane with yeah, a machine gun exactly because because he was yeah he was firing on the other plane and, so, and the briefcases fall to the into the mountains right and now we've got our movie yeah I guess because they have to go retrieve all this stuff <laughs> yeah so they crash send a distress signal and um, our heroes get the call and they go out to rescue them yeah because they think it's just hikers who were caught in the storm right mm-hmm. yeah Janine Janine Turner takes the call at the mountain rescue place and they send. Uh, and and she she tries to to get Gabe, who yeah. is not a ranger anymore, to like go and help these people. Yeah, and you have to go help Hal, right? You know, and Hal doesn't want his help. Hal blames Gabe for what happened to Sarah. Yeah, and he killed her. Right in his eyes. Right. I don't know how fair this is to hold a lifelong grudge. Um. Yeah, but I wasn't there, so I don't know. I guess if my if my significant other, uh, maybe it's because she kissed him right before he, she <laughs> fell. <Yeah. laughs> I don't know. I don't. As we established, though, they they probably were swapping uh, at at some point anyway. So I don't know if the, if the if the kissing was the motivation. No, I he, for some reason Michael Rooker just blames him for everything. He's really hostile toward him. Yeah. To the point where he almost threatens to kill Gabe. He's yeah. he's like hanging him off of the ledge and Gabe says, "Do it." Yeah. You know, um no. You're going to have to live with it. Uh, this is this is more um this is one of the quiet dialogue scenes. I guess in in well, as as so much as Cliffhanger can have a quiet dialogue yes, right, scene. Yeah. And uh I, I don't know what to say about the performances of, of the actors in this movie who have all been good in many other things, especially uh-huh. Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker's a truly great actor. I think he is the best in this movie. You do? Like, okay. his performance is the best. Okay. Um, which isn't saying much. No. Like, 
but it, it's probably my favorite. Or whoever plays Travers. I like his performance because he's such an angry piece of shit. Yeah. I love his performance. <laughs> I can't remember that. He's got a name. great look, too. He's got that. He looks yeah, like Sergeant Slaughter, kind of. Yeah, he's got that, like, thick, burly mustache. Yeah. And, like, those, like, piercing eyes. And a great horseshoe haircut. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, um, it's shiny on top. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he looks like a G Man, you know? Yes, he does. <laughs> um, but again, like Janine Turner tells Sylvester Stallone, if you take the North Pass, you can beat Hal. Why didn't Hal just take the North Pass? I guess because he wanted to have this confrontation. I <laughs> take the fastest way. You've got to rescue these dying people. Yeah, yeah. I'll just take the long way. You know, I'll take the the scenic route. What the fuck? <laughs> it makes no sense. I if if I'm cl- <laughs> look, I have. I have, I love hiking, you know, I, I actually love, yeah. I actually love to go hiking. Hell, hiking's great. Yeah. I don't hike like this. I don't know how, I don't know how anyone does this kind of hiking because I can barely even watch the footage of it. Yeah. You know, just hanging off the side of a mountain with no, uh, suspension. Yeah. I, it's, it's maybe there's maybe, okay. Maybe there's a trail that's a lot easier, but this is the fastest way to get to them. So they're taking this advance route. Well, maybe. yeah, I don't know that. Okay, that, that that actually makes sense in in the like. Well, to to get to people who are trapped, I, I suppose maybe this is the only way. And and like they said, they can't take the chopper because of the wind again. Yeah, it seems like this chopper can't ever be where it needs to be. Um, <laughs> so I don't know what the point of it is. <laughs> There's a good point at the end. That's that's why it's there. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> So anyway, they they get up there and they meet the the villains of the film and instantly know, okay, this isn't a rescue mission. Something's up here. So they they pull out their guns and they're like, hey, uh, Tucker and Walker, which are their last names, I guess, which is awesome. I love that. Tucker and Walker. (laughs) (laughs) And they make them like locate the briefcases because... I guess Travers has like a Nintendo Virtual Boy that they yes, look into. He does. They look into this thing, and it gives you like, like this. It looks like the Death Star in yes. Episode Four. Yes, and it's like rendered up on the mountain. They're like, you know where these are, and they, they're like, yes, I know exactly what that means. And they they go to get the briefcase. <laughs> this, I mean, look, I I, I don't know. I, I'm sure that the security and surveillance around the u.s mint is probably pretty elaborate yeah. i have never even in our current technological um even with our current technology yeah i have never seen this kind of a beacon uh, yeah that that is this like photorealistic mm-hmm. and this accurate and that can work with this kind of a, a a strong gps signal in the mountains like this in 1993 i mean this is some serious <laughs> shit the internet was barely anything at this point like i man email hadn't happened yet (laughs) so (laughs) yeah yeah really so the movie's so realistic yes (laughs) anyway uh so they go and look for these and um they send sylvester stallone up a cliff face to find the first briefcase they tie a rope to him and uh because they don't want him to escape and he gets up there, he cracks it open, which these locks are nothing. He hits it with a rock like three yeah, times I and know. then opens <laughs> what? this U.S. Treasury Mint secure briefcase. Uh, and <laughs> he beats it with a rock and it opens. It fell 10,000 feet out of the air. It, and that didn't open it. Yeah. And it probably weighs 1,000 pounds with all this money I in know, it. I know, right? And they just haul this money around. <laughs> Which is a huge inconsistency in any movie with a briefcase full yes. of money. Oh, yeah, exactly. But um, <laughs> anyway, they shoot like grenades at him to like kill him. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, like, all right. Talking about these guys that are armed to the teeth, like they've got 10,000 machine guns with grenade launchers attached. Yeah. They've got night vision goggles. They have C4. All they're doing is hijacking an airplane. Like they're armed to the teeth. Well, and I, this guy who looks like Kenny G is shooting grenades at <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> the, the the grenade shooting is excessive, yeah. um, especially at that range. Uh, and but the 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 cartoonish villainy yeah. of John Lithgow in this scene, um, where e- even even the the successful um, recovery of the briefcase isn't enough for him to like let this guy live. Yeah, and. When, 
when the when the other when the Kenny G guy decides to start firing on him <laughs> with the grenade launcher for God's sake, it causes an avalanche. Yeah, um, which kills only him. That's um, true. He's the only one who dies. The, That's all, funny. I mean, like the, the the other guys are are the other people, including Gabe, up on the on the rock face, like manages to avoid the the avalanches. Uh, Right, he gets up against the wall, right, and he throws the briefcase off the cliff, so the money's flying everywhere too. Yeah, it's a nice touch, a big f you. Yeah, to yeah. John Lithgow. It is, yeah. yeah. Um, and when when they're when they're trying to pull him down, oh yeah, like like because uh, because Michael Rooker had yelled up to him like, "Hey, they're gonna kill you!" So he starts trying to to get away. Uh-huh. So they start pulling the tether, and there is no way a person could withstand this kind of force yeah there's like two guys pulling on your ankle no way and you're on snow right yeah i know there's nowhere to even grab there might be some rocks under the snow or something but like dude yeah Yeah. and (laughs) it's 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 the first of of stallone's (laughs) like the punishment he takes in this movie Uh uh-huh like in this scene and then like four others down the road he would have broken every bone in his body, like maybe I don't know, fifteen times over. Yeah, there, there's no way the human, like even like just the skin, could take this kind right. of like. I, I mean, what whatever he's not even cut up. I did notice in one scene is his hands are a little bloody from probably climbing. All right, They're, they did throw that in. Okay, that, that's yeah, something. One point. But what about when he was slammed against rock walls? You know, like, like I don't know. I, yeah, he he he's a real man bruise on the inside. I, I guess so. I guess so. Holy Christ! I mean, <laughs> like that that th- that to me, other than the other, obviously the other stuff, the other unbelievable aspects of the movie, like that that particular thing. I wish they just would have made him a little more beat up. Yeah, they they definitely know? could have. So I guess Lithgow thinks he's dead now. There's yeah. no guarantee. Right. This guy is so... He he seems smart, but this guy's not very smart. Oh, this guy Quaylen sucks. is a horrible... I know. A dumbass villain. How is he on the FBI's most wanted list? Like, I mean, like, why didn't he just... Look, maybe he's the, a mastermind, but you'd think he'd be like, all right, yeah, that was an avalanche, but I didn't see him die. He might be alive. Yeah. Okay, God, I'm stupid. I, I, anyway. Honestly, too, I mean, like, the the... The recovery of the bills, even in, even in this first one, yeah. like th- there's got to be a better way of doing it than than what they ended up than what they did with sending Gabe up there. I mean, like they they could have had Gabe and Hal take them back to the rescue place, take them back to the mountain rescue shack, get the chopper, and then hijack that. Get them to take. Okay, you're gonna take us yeah. here it, when everything dies down, when when the weather you know turns better, yeah. maybe tomorrow. I'm gonna hold. We're gonna hold you all at gunpoint all night long, and you're gonna take us up there and get these get these briefcases. Yeah, I guess maybe there's a timeline though. Like they're the rescue from the FBI and whatever are gonna start coming looking for these down planes. Maybe. Oh, you mean so, uh, Paul Winfield's uh, chopper? That, yeah, that comes? yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I got maybe you. they're gonna come and look for them. So they're trying to get this done quick. I don't know. Yeah, no. But that, then how that's... are they gonna get out of there without the? I guess they're gonna get the money then the chopper. Yeah, why not go get the chopper then the money? I know. Yeah, yeah, and I th- I think that you're you're at least you have a better a better chance at that point if you, if you already were able to like, like successfully hijack that plane almost successfully you could probably just start shooting at Paul Winfield's chopper when when they show up because it's only it's only yeah, him yeah, and two yeah. FBI agents and you right. have this full crew of mercenaries with grenade launchers right so yeah I, the plan isn't that great no it's not <laughs> and and you could just like yeah and, and you could kill all the Rangers afterward too. yeah if you're gonna kill them anyways right. I mean just. The, okay. Yeah, he's he, the. They, they tell us he's a mastermind, but but his plan is like, and this is a plan that he made on the fly. But oh my gosh! Still, yeah. you know, this is a Tommy Pickles plan. I know. Dude. This is <laughs> this is nothing. That's true. Anyway, so like Gabe escapes and goes to the shack, and I guess Rooker had. Um, sorry, we keep going between the actors and the character names, right. folks. I, I hope you're following, but Michael Rooker had like said something about a shack before John Lithgow like cut off the radio. Mm-hmm. So I guess Janine Turner goes up there and finds Gabe in the shack or they, you know, and um, she's in the shack and Gabe walks in, like comes yes. in. He, yeah. After having, he has hypothermia. I mean, he'd be dead. <laughs> let's, let's, I mean, he she would puts a blanket on him for four seconds oh, and he says, all right, let's go get the I rest know. of the money. Yeah. He walks in shivering and, and like, she should be like, no, you got to warm up. Exactly. We're going to call Frank. We're getting the feds. Yes. We're getting the cops. Yes. Like, I guess radio communication is a big issue with the storm. 
Why does she go to that shack though? Like it, she it, thinks she's gonna meet him there or something. I don't. She talks Frank into bringing that, her there. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And w- which I don't. If I was Frank, I'd be like, no, that's we're not doing that. No, I don't I'm care not, how many of my paintings you buy. Exactly. Not I'm not leaving you on the side of a mountain in a shack it, when a storm's <laughs> coming. On the, on the off chance that Gabe finds his way to you, no. And you're yeah. gonna like outfit yeah. yourself with these antique hiking uh, equipment, which is like an under glass. Yeah. What the heck? Uh, Did she not bring her own? No, uh, apparently not. Because that rope's 60 years old, apparently. Oh, my God. That's right. <laughs> Which we find out later. <laughs> and oh my somehow God. does the job. Barely. Yeah. Yeah. Just barely. Right. It, it, yeah. Um, but anyways, <laughs> they go after it. They find the next briefcase ahead of the villains, I guess. And um, they build a snowman with the... With the tracking device in its mouth, that the money's missing, and they leave him a a taunting note oh. like "Let's make a trade," which I guess they're gonna give him the money if they give him Hal, yeah, you know, Michael Rooker, who's with them still as their guide, right? I guess that's the plan. Uh, give us Rooker, and we'll give you the money. That's what the note should have said. Yeah, not "Let's make a trade." motherfucker exactly. I which mean, that's I'm surprised some... didn't say. That. I know that's action movie horseshit. There's like eight. Uh, quips followed by motherfucker in this movie, <laughs> which I love it. Uh, I know. Yeah. You, you well, and Randy I... Harlan directed Die Hard too, So yeah. you have to put right. motherfucker at the end of something. <laughs> yes. It's the law. I know. <laughs> Randy Harlan also directed Ford Fairlane. Yes, so he, yes, he's, he's yes. familiar with, with profane action movie stuff. Yes. Talking about that. Here's a funny story from my childhood. Okay. I was at Little League. Uh, practice with my cousin was on my team and like some other friends I guess um, and we're sitting there talking about movies I'm probably maybe 10 years old and one kid says what movie has the most cussing ever and my answer was cliffhanger <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, and everyone looked at me like I was an idiot yeah yeah and my cousin said um, Sugar Hill. Oh, which, wow. Okay. Which I think is pretty... It's a better choice than Cliffhanger. That's a better guess. Yeah. So I felt humiliated. <laughs> yeah. All because of Cliffhanger. Oh, well, that's dude. You know what? Because <laughs> I think Leon says bitch like three times in a minute at one point in this movie. <laughs> yes. And that like was in my head. Like, okay. Like, okay. Yeah, that's a lot. Right. Right. You know what? And, and now that you mention it, I... Other than Leon's use of the of the word bitch, I can't think of like really any other, you know, lines that are um I can't think of a lot of other swears in this movie. I know that they're there, but but it just it just doesn't immediately spring to mind. Yeah, I mean like they do say the MF a bunch of times, but like I know, but I can't think of like too one... memorable. No, no. Anyway. Right. Well, that's my story, folks. All right. Um, Rennie Harlan wrecked a lot of lives. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> anyway, um so they go after them again to get more money after okay. the snowman. So yeah, after the snowman, uh, well, well, you know, like John Lithgow obviously is uh, really put out by this, uh, you know, yeah. taunting message. And then we cut to, um, th- this is where I think the other, the, the other guy from the other guy from the gang and Stallone have that sliding fight. Oh yeah. Down they the slide face of down the a hill. Right. Yeah, and Stallone like <laughs> he's riding him like a sled. Like he's he it's actually literally. I know he uses the guy's face and puts it on the ground as they're going and it, oh, and it essentially like it's just a like break. Yes, oh. he uses this guy's face and like imagine just the road rash of like your face just like being being chopped off by this by by this mountain. Yeah, um, and. He goes over the side of the cliff, the guy without a face, and then Stallone <laughs> uses his bolt gun to like... Yeah, it's like his pickaxe or something. Yes! To, to somehow like... He latches on and doesn't fall. And... I mean, I mean, my my God. It, this it's, guy sleds off this cliff. Like, this guy's gone into the darkness. Right, right. Yeah. And even if you did get that pickaxe into the rock and you, you somehow oh like gosh. created some kind of, you know, um, like handle there... You know the impact of you going to in that at that speed. Yeah, you're dead. You're you're going over the side. Your arm would pop out of yes. the socket. Yes, and it's not like it's like a clank 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 clank. It's an instantly like securely right. fastens to the mountain <laughs> in one chop, and that's it. Oh my god, my arm would just completely oh, dislocate. 
and the rest of my body would go bye bye. I just thought of I thought of a hilarious shot, um, which would be <laughs> like exactly as the movie is, except when they get to the rock face, you yeah. see the the bolt go in, mm-hmm. and you see um, the other guy go over the side. Then you see a dis you know like um, a dislodged arm, yeah, uh, going down, <laughs> followed by Stallone's corpse missing an arm. That's like, awesome. That's what you'd get. Yeah, I, he's got a grip, man. If he had this good of a grip, why did that woman die at the beginning? Of course. Yes. I've, I've, Come on, Stallone. Yeah, I know. I know. And he's just hanging on with this, like, Wiimote safety strap on his arm. <laughs> oh, Come on, dude. Damn, dude. Anyway. Yeah, um, I, it's, it's what, yet, an, I mean, look, there, there are, there are tons of unbelievable things in this movie, but, but that, some of them, like, they just have to be broken down. This is early 90s outrageous. action movies. Right. At its finest. Yeah. The, the ridiculousness. <laughs> and then we cut to the, the Janine Turner and Stallone have, like, found a shelter and they are, they started a fire with the rest of the cash in the second briefcase. Yeah. And Stallone's one liner here is, it costs a fortune to heat this place. Yes. Ha ha. That ha. one, that one, like, as one liners go, they're my, one liners are my least favorite thing of any action yes. movie. Um, I know this. We all know this. Dude. Yes. Uh, but that one, probably because it didn't involve the death of someone. Right. Um, I thought it was actually kind of a funny, okay joke. It's clever. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it didn't, I, I, I didn't laugh, but I was, I smirked. You probably went, huh. I went, huh. yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it got me a bit, you know? <laughs> and then Janine Turner snuggles up to him. Yes. Because he's so funny <laughs> and she loves this man. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> who should be, like, who, I mean, who should have been dead long ago? Yeah. yeah, and he he has both his arms still, and he hugs her, you know. <laughs> right. Anyway, so I don't. Then the stoners die, which is a cool kind of escape. The guy dives off the cliff. Yeah, and he parachutes out, which right. I liked. When the one when the other stoner got shot, that was a massive LOL for me. I, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I I know it's horrible, but I just couldn't help it. It was very funny. Yeah, like the squibs going off are yeah. good though. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't mean but, like I don't mean like it was unrealistic. Yeah. I just meant that it was funny to me that they that they shot this dude in cold blood. I I mean yes. like I it, it's it's a loss of a human life, but I was laughing. These very villains hard. are just all over the place. Yeah. They're so poorly written <laughs> and developed. It's just like we just need to shoot more things. Yes, exactly. That's what I the mean, movie's doing. Anybody they see who isn't. <laughs> Like who isn't in their gang, they are going to shoot and kill them. Yes, Ugh. every every one of these villains is one note, <laughs> and there's the only motivation really is just we got to get the money. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, and you don't need a ton of motivation for every little side villain, you know. Right. But like, it's so poorly developed. It's it's and they make such a big deal out of this shit that just doesn't matter at all. <laughs> right. I know. I know. It is it is wafer thin the motivation here. Yes, it is. Um so I guess Janine Turner and Sylvester Stallone climb through a cave full of bats now and you get an oh shit bats scene yeah, in this movie. Yeah. Um why do people freak out? Like you're in a cave, of course there's going to be some bats. Well, don't just freak out when you see bats. I was uh, I was hiking about a year ago uh-huh. um, on a, a you know a regular trail. You got batted. I didn't get batted. I got goosed. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's worse. Yes. Goose suck. Yeah, they, they do. Um, geese. Yeah, geese. Geese, geese suck. Mm-hmm. It, it was. I no one knew it at the time, but like it was it was mating season, and like I guess I was too close to oh, yeah. this this nest, and uh, a goose. You know, like they're not birds of prey, so they, they they couldn't have done anything to me. But like, I gotta tell you, man, when that goose like dive bombed me, I I freaked the hell out. Yeah, you know, yeah, geese are slightly scary. I don't like geese. Man. Right, they're a lot bigger than a bat. But well, when I, there's a hundred well, bats, I well, guess. exactly. Yeah, yeah okay. I, I think if there were a hundred bats and and they all were like touching me as they tried to fly away, I'd probably be. I, I would be uneasy, certainly. Yeah, I probably would too. Yeah, I guess I can I can draw this back a little bit. Dave. Okay, okay, thank you. I think it's funny because, oh no, there's bats. Is nothing compared to they're dropping C four on my head. Um, yeah, there's that. Yeah, <laughs> and Leon is now in the cave with them. Yeah, beating the holy shit out of Sylvester. This Stallone is my favorite part. For a good five minutes. Yeah. He calls him a bitch like three times or uh-huh. something. He calls right. Janine Turner the same thing. <laughs> yes. And Stallone, I guess after 
bunch of bullshit fighting. Stallone grabs him by the crotch and like the the collar of his shirt, raises him above his head, and does like a bench press up into a stalactite. Yeah. Um. So Leon just gets impaled. Blood gushes over Stallone's body. Right. In what is an all amazingly brutal scene that you don't expect to see in this film because you haven't seen anything like this yet. Not not to this level of like gore. No. Yeah. The gore is out of control in this right. scene. Um. Yeah. Leon's death is um is is pretty jarring. Yeah, because um, you, you you definitely don't see it coming because you're you're thinking to yourself, okay, is he gonna pull a secret knife or something to like yeah. get out of this jam? Is he yeah. gonna, you know, like is Janine Turner gonna like find a gun and shoot him to, to like get him off of? She of, does, but it's no it's, bullets, bitch. That's right. Yeah, nice yep. one, Leon. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like every line has bitch or motherfucker at the end. I, I know, so, I know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but yeah, so you get this like. Jason Voorhees killed. Yes, yes. In the at, near the end of this movie, right? And then, and and after he after the the uh, the impaling of Leon, um, that's when you know the it's radioed down that that there is C four and and that um, uh, the cave they're in is going to collapse. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have to get out of it, which they do, of course, because it's an action movie. They use that rope. Yeah, yeah. No problem. <laughs> the sixty year old rope. She asked him if it's going to hold, and Gabe says. Probably not. And then they, they go anyway. And they, they swing back and forth about 10,000 feet between cliff faces for some reason. Yeah. And the rope is slowly tearing because it's rubbing back and forth on this cliff edge. And they get to the other side, I guess, to escape the right. C4. Right. I don't know what's happening and where they are. Yeah. But um, apparently they're safe now. And what, the, <laughs> what happens? They get to where they're trying to go. <laughs> and it's a recreation of the intro of the movie. Janine Turner slips and he grabs her. And for like five seconds, he's holding on to her with his one hand and her one hand, kind of right. like the beginning. And they do nothing with this scene. They do nothing. It's like he grabs her and then they're safe again. It's not like any kind of stakes or emotion or uh, reconciling with the past, which would be perfect because apparently that's his ghost. You think there was going to be like a, a callback to the yeah, Sarah like thing? Yeah, like a callback, like yeah. flashback to Sarah dropping off the cliff right. because now he's holding Janine Turner in right. his hand. That's true. Nothing happens. They show up for like two seconds and they almost oh, make a big deal right. out of it. You're right. You're and then right. it goes away. See, you don't even remember. I that's know. how poorly they do this. It, it, it just triggered me when you, it was like, And yeah, I think that's they right. were going for that. Right. And they, they don't nail it at all. Because it's of just, the editing and everything. The editing. Just, yeah. They don't shoot any. Maybe they didn't shoot anything to cover it. I don't It's just awful. It's also. I feel like they wanted to do this and they, they just, they put it in for two seconds and that's not enough. Right. They, they failed miserably at this. Yeah. The, the execution was all off. Yeah. And it's also, now that I'm thinking about it, one of the, the climbing scenes that's obviously in a soundstage. Like when you look, when you oh, look when, at it, it's, uh, it's close up, you know? Yeah. It, yeah. At least, at least the, her, her being suspended there and her like him hanging onto her. Yeah. Like that, that's, that's shot. There's in, a few you can tell, place. like, yeah. um, especially when Travers, he literally chases Stallone into what I could only describe as a movie set. I yes, yeah. it looks like it looks Where, like the uh, the the um, blue shadows on the trail and Three Amigos. Yes. Like it's it's that artificial. Yeah, it's that bad. There's like a frozen over river. Right. Stallone falls through the ice and then shoots Travers through the ice. Yeah. Like that's the end of this. I guy. expected Clark Gable to walk in at some yeah, point. Right? I mean, this yeah. is like a movie He's got set. Got his thumb out hitching yeah. a ride. You know, <laughs> <laughs> eating a carrot. Um. Yeah. <laughs> and Travers falls through the ice and then you get a nice shot of him floating beneath the ice down the Colorado River, right, I guess. Right. He's pretty nice <laughs> yes. floating away. Um, There's another kill around this time, too. And like we've already talked about it so many times in this movie, like probably more than any other action film that comes to mind. People are depicted doing things they'd never survive in real life. Yeah. Um, this one where... Where Michael Rooker kills the British guy. I think his name's Delmar. Delmar, yeah. <laughs> um, the elaborate method of killing <laughs> this guy, because like what happened? I like, love it. It's it, Ralph Waite has already been killed after like um, he he came to the mountain rescue. He yeah. came with a chopper and like 
uh, Lithgow's goons. It was Delmar, actually. He he just he yeah, just he shoots him off people's weight. eyebrow and shoots yes, him. Yes, exactly. He does, dude. <laughs> uh, and Michael Rooker goes over to like you know like uh, kind of cradle Ralph Wade as he's dying. And as he's dying, he steals uh, Ralph Wade's like little pocket knife. Yeah, and he ends up in a fight with Delmar, like hand to hand combat. Yeah, I think Travers tells him to kill him quietly or yes. something. Yeah. And, you know, when, 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 even though they just killed Frank loudly as all possible with a thousand shots of a machine gun. And, I, and, and they, they five just, minutes before. I know. And, and instead of, <laughs> and instead of just killing him, just, just, yeah. uh, just gunning him down like he did Frank five minutes ago, he decides he's going to beat the hell out of, he's going to beat Michael Rooker to death. As if he's commentating a soccer match. Yes. He starts doing, yes. He starts doing like, uh, the, like a hundred great goals. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, at some point, Michael Rooker is on the precipice of this of this cliff, and as he's about to die, as he's about to fall to his death after having been pummeled for a good five minutes, uh-huh. he produces the knife and he sticks Delmar with it right in the leg, and Delmar. This is very important, everybody. He, he's he's his right foot is on top of a rock in which. Michael Rooker's right hand is sandwiched between the cliff and the rock. So like Michael Rooker is being suspended over a cliff with his hand being smashed, but he's still able to not only uh, stick this guy with a knife when the guy, when Delmar leans over his gun, his rifle falls. It's a shotgun. I think. Yes. Rooker is able to like with his offhand, grab the shotgun, cock it and blow this guy away. Not before saying, season's over, asshole. Fucking hell. <laughs> I I was speechless. I paused the movie because I, I had to, I, I was reeling. I, th- this is in, in, a, in a universe of unrealistic bullshit and death that I have consumed in my life. I am rarely rendered speechless. I was in this moment because I, I couldn't take it. That is, oh my God. Enough. I'm just like, no, no, no goddamn way. Because even if there was a, even if this kill was successful in real life, he would fall to his death because what was holding him on that cliff was his (laughs) hand being smashed under that other rock, which is now released. Yeah. But he somehow hangs on the cliff and is able to propel himself back up after having the shit kicked out of him for five minutes. Mm Mm-hmm. He still got enough strength to belay up this. I'm sorry. These guys are so awesome. Dude. I mean, they, they are superhuman. They, mm-hmm. they are. They're X-Men. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. they have well obviously be. have adamantium skeletons because <laughs> there, there's no way they'd survive all this brutal fucking torture. And the, 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 that's both. That's you know, why his arm didn't get dislocated. It's got to be it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, th- there's no other explanation other than that these guys They're are made Wolverines, out of... Yes, man. yes. Okay. They're 300 years old. Like, what are your guys' names? Uh, we're Wolverine and Sabretooth. <laughs> exactly. Tucker and Walker. Tucker and... When, when you said Tucker and Walker earlier, I rem- it made me think of Tango and Cash. Yeah, it exactly. Is, it is very action movie-esque. It, it is. Yeah, I perfectly. Love it. Um, so, I guess the only person left now is John Lithgow, right? Yeah, because he <laughs> killed Caroline Goodall for no reason. Yes. Um, other than just to prove to Travers that he's quite this evil. Yeah. But he also said, it, like, now I'm the only pilot here. Yeah. So you can't kill me. Right. Yeah. It was strategic in some way. It's the only part of the movie where Lithgow's character is actually menacing. Right. And makes any sense. You're right. He It, it is a yeah. chilling scene, legitimately. Yeah. 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 Um. So now Stallone, I guess... Somehow, John Lithgow captures Janine Turner. That's right. And is flying the helicopter. Yeah. Um, I guess because he points a pistol at her while he's 10,000 feet in the air. Because she thinks it's Ralph Waite. And she's like, you know, saying, yeah, hey, but, come down, Frank. But then when uh, she sees it's him, she just gives up and like, okay, I'm your prisoner now. Well, I guess she, she's just a park ranger, you know. Um, she's not... Well, aren't they all? I, well, okay, you're right. They are part of, a, part of an elite fighting force. I forgot. She's not um, adamantium skeleton. I guess not. That's right. Okay, yeah, so that's, that's true. That's it. Yeah, she's not a mutant. And... <laughs> <laughs> she and Frank weren't part of the program. <laughs> exactly, dude. Right. Okay, so she's in the helicopter. And then Gabe wants to rescue her, so he has the last briefcase of money, and Lithgow's in the helicopter, and um, 
He's like, put her down over there, and then I'll give you the money. So she, he lets her go. She runs away. And there's like a, uh, like a hook on like a steel wire. There's a winch, that, yeah. Oh, the winch, yeah, that she like lowered herself down on to get out. So the winch is dangling there. Winch is dangling there. And uh, Stallone's like, come closer. I'll throw the money in the helicopter. And he gets really close. And then he throws the sack of money into the propellers of the helicopter, causing it to malfunction and crash. And as that's happening, he grabs this hook and puts it on this like rusty ladder that's been on the mountain for probably 50 years. Uh Uh-huh. Um... It's bolted to the side of the mountain. I guess it's an old miner's like climbing ladder or something. Right. So then um, the helicopter crashes and pulls the ladder off whilst alone's on the ladder, and they're hanging there. This ladder's holding this helicopter dangling against the cliff, which seems pretty. I don't think it would do this, Probably but you never know. It's awfully perilous. You're right. Yeah, but um, the la- so the ladder is holding this helicopter suspended in the air. So um, by like a couple bolts, I guess. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, the credibility is 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 well, well, the credibility gap in this movie has already been like, yeah, like waste. We've, I mean, who cares? We gave right? up on that. Ages exactly. Ago. Yeah. So we, I guess <laughs> if we can buy what just happened with Michael Rooker, we'll buy this. Yeah. Right. Um, and what, what I'm I don't, not saying it's bad. No, I'm of just course, saying yeah. it's, it, if you think about it, it's dumb. Right. But it's, what, I like it. What, what was what was more, I guess. um what troubled me more was when Stallone told John Lithgow, you know, because he was originally saying he was going to like, you know, essentially just like push Janine Turner out of the helicopter onto the cliff, like kind of in a, you know, it would have been a dangerous you yeah. know, attempt there. And then he was going to say, and now throw the money up and we'll exchange this way. Right. And Stallone said, no, come back over to this clearing, like further inward and put her down in a safe place. John Lithgow did that. Yeah. He followed, he, he said he acquiesced. Yeah. So Stallone should have at that time just given him that sack of money and kind of cut his losses. Yeah. Instead, he decides, I have to, I have to keep foiling this villain. <laughs> what was the point of that? He, yeah. You are not in law enforcement. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe he thinks he's just going to kill us anyway if I give him the money. Well, but he he returned Janine Turner as as asked, as requested. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, at this point, and if this guy just cares, I, I don't know. I I I felt that Maybe was the he, wrong. He can move. only deal with his demons by killing another man. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? <laughs> Action movie psychology makes sense. You're right. Um, it's so the movie ends though. Like, the helicopter's <laughs> hanging there. And both Lithgow and Stallone are on the helicopter fighting each other. And Lithgow again is just like pummeling Sylvester Stallone. Like, like it's, it's a, it's some real brutal hand to hand combat that Mm -hmm. Stallone goes through. And he's usually on the short end of it. It's, I mean, the punishment he takes in this movie is incredible. I'm sorry. John Lithgow can't beat Sylvester Stallone in a fist fight. Well, I I agree with you. I agree with you there. I I think that was um, like, (laughs) John John Lithgow is a big guy. He's very tall. Yeah, that's true. Um, so he so he probably does have like you know super dad he strength. He does have height advantage. Yeah, yeah. um, he's yeah. got the reach certainly. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, when you watch Dexter and he's like towering over oh, Michael yeah, C. Man. Hall, I mean, he he's a big dude. The Trinity Killer could beat Stallone. Yeah, that's for sure, no doubt. Um, and Stallone gets his final one liner here. He um, I guess he punches <laughs> Lithgow and says, "Keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times." And I guess he punches him, and he flies back inside the cabin of the helicopter. Right. Which, I guess, the impact causes the ladder to finally give way and yeah. fall. And Stallone jumps and grabs onto the cliff, and he's hanging on the cliff, you know, like you do in a movie called Cliffhanger. <laughs> and the helicopter falls, and you get uh, Lithgow a close-up of his face, realizing he's about to die, and then explosion, you know. Right. I mean, it. It's a good final death, I think, uh, for an action movie like this. And there was only one way that the final death of the main villain was going to happen. He's going to fall a great height. Yeah, when you're on cliffs like this, you've got to fall. Right. It's got to happen. And then in one final, I guess, unbelievable act, Stallone, after all of this carnage, is somehow able to climb a mountain again. He free solos back up to the top. 
where he just starts joking around with Michael Rooker and Janine Turner again. Because the, they're about to have a threesome. The gang's all back. They're back. <laughs> maybe this maybe this gets them all sexually charged. That's why they're climbing these mountains and stuff. And that I would buy. Yeah. And but they need to say it. And, yeah. and, and it needs to be like, I guess, um, you know, I don't know. It, it needs to be conveyed better. You know, if yeah. that's really what's happening. Yeah. Then then I'll accept it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the, so the movie ends now, right? Not before you get uh, a radio transmission from, you know, Paul Winfield, the great come. Paul Winfield saying, what's going on? And Michael Rooker says, if you're looking for Mr. Quaylen, Try about 4,000 feet south of here. He'll be the one wearing a helicopter. And then Paul Winfield just says, good. I'll come rescue you. Um, and that's the end of the movie. And we roll credits right right there. I know. It's just, it's done. There's no resolution or closure. They don't talk about their relationships or how they've, you know, dealt with their trauma or anything. (laughs) Like, it's just, that's it explosion another one-liner and then good that's the end what 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 really (laughs) what what is amazing about all of this is let's say there was a resolution it would probably there needs to be an investigation first of all um because obviously they 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 know that they had a rogue agent in travers like that that much they figured out um but where's the money yeah. Um, because these guys represent the U.S. Treasury, and that's their first, you know, obviously they, they want to make sure that they, you know, can recover this stuff. Because if it falls in the wrong hands, then then it's going to be really bad. Yeah. Um, and there's been a lot of death. Yeah. Um, and how did you guys end up on the side of this mountain here? You yeah. know, like it's going to be the, the 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 red tape that's going to ensue over this, right. you know. And we, holy we crap. We don't even need the whole rigmarole of the thing. Right. We, we, all we need is... Are are three protagonists hanging out at the at the shack they I always know. they work from with like a, a memorial to Frank or something? Exactly, you know? that's all you need. And, and for yes, thirty seconds. Yes, and and you know we, we don't even need to see the chopper ride. No, okay, hey, t- hey time's moved down. on. Exactly, like three yeah. months later or something, yeah. they're all back together and they're all family again. Right, exactly. That would be fine. But yeah. instead, we we just we 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 <laughs> like we get a, a wide aerial shot of them on the mountain, like just. I, yeah, you know, waiting for the for the rescue to come down because Paul Winfield doesn't even say I'm going to rescue you. He says I'm going to send some people for yeah, you. Yeah, right. <laughs> so they have to hang out and cool their heels on this mountain. He's like, for, I'm going to take my helicopter and go get another helicopter. Oh, jeez, man. I mean, maybe they don't have room for these people. No, and but, they don't. Yeah. But I, how about how about you just touch down here and wait and and you radio and you stay here with us while the other while while the rescue comes. <laughs> Because, I mean, we're stranded on this mountain. We don't know if you're coming back. Right, yeah. I mean, and we just fought, and we just also, like, helped your ass. We, 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 we killed these all these terrorists who were stealing the government's money. Right. How about giving us a little bit of something? Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. That's the end of the movie. I feel like we haven't done one like this in a while. No. Um, this was quite fun. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it was. It was a lot of fun. Um, anyway, so Dave, would you recommend the movie? Um, yes, yes, I'd recommend it. Okay. Um, I, I think that it is like, as it's I one said, of those, yeah, maybe. Well, because yeah. I, as I said earlier, I, I think yeah. it is really well directed. I mean, Rennie Harlan, like for whatever, whatever his yeah. skills are, he knows how to direct some thrilling action scenes Yeah, and thrilling action scenes are unrealistic trash. We know this. Yes. Um, and it, and it's that way. I mean, um, when we gushed about everything everywhere all at once, um, mm-hmm. those are unrealistic fighting scenes. Right. You know, I mean, it's it's uh, balletic uh, violence. Yeah. And Robert Rodriguez's films are, I mean, you watch Desperado, that's some thrilling shit that could never happen in real life. Right. And Rennie Harlan does it well. Uh, and this is this this is what you get with this. It's just that there's a lot of uh, yeah credibility issues. Exactly. Certainly. And this is... Like I said earlier, I made the joke. This is the peak of like yeah, yeah, early '90s action. Yeah, this stuff. Um, yeah, I would I would recommend it for people who are fans of these kinds of movies. Yeah, like if you're looking for some high drama or something, you're not gonna get it here. There's no way. I mean, <laughs> right. but if you're looking for a big dumb action movie, like this is a fantastic example of it. I also say too that like I think 
Now, this is going to make me sound super old, and I'm sorry, everybody, <laughs> but like, if you compare this movie, just the, uh, just, just the cinematography and the effects and the, uh, the squibs mm-hmm. and the natural-looking blood, compare this to like something like The Expendables yeah. or, um, or even any other action movie of today, um, like, they truly don't make them like this anymore. No, it's it felt so it felt like so the movie's only 30 years old and it felt like it was 60 years old yeah, because like it did it, it, it shot on film and you oh can see gosh. what's going on. Yeah. You know, it's not this like see? dingy yeah. um, uh, digital video bullshit with the like CGI squ- uh, blood. blood. And, I oh, mean, man. it's unwatchable crap. Uh, this yeah. is like this a visual watchable feast. crap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would totally agree. I guess I would have to say it is like a two-star movie, maybe. Okay, but I'd still recommend it. Okay, yeah. you, all right. I, I don't know. I, I give it three, and I because I, I think it's because yeah. it's just a thumbs up for me, pretty yeah. much. I guess a thumbs up is a good way to put it. Yeah. All right. So that about wraps things up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the show anywhere you get your podcast. Rate it, review it, and most of all, share it. That gets more dudes listening to the dudes. And you can also go to dudesonmovie.com and find anything you need right there. Yes, and we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please uh, look for us there, just Dudes on Movies. And our email address is dudesonmovies at gmail.com. That's right. And we have a question of the week. Dave, what is the question of the week? Now, the question of the week, what movie did you enjoy early in life, but not so much later in life? <laughs> yeah, mine was Cliffhanger, right. I guess. Um, uh, so you can call into the voicemail also. It's uh, 628-400-DUDE. That's 628-400-3833. And tune in next week when we do 2007's Eastern Promises, directed by David Cronenberg, starring Vigo Mortensen. So until next week, I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>